Minneapolis. Go It's the show where Indy comes to talk. Open lines with Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle. We are Indy's hip-hop station. Hot 100.9. Hold up. Good morning to you, Indianapolis. It is Sunday, October 1st, 2023. Last couple of months of the year. First Sunday of the month. Welcome to the fall season. Hey, it's a great time to go inside, get warm and cozy. That's what we'll tell you about with an upcoming play happening right here in Indianapolis. It is the first ever premiere here in Indy of award-winning play Grandmothers Incorporated. They describe it as a delightful production based on characters of the successful cozy mystery series of the same name. It'll captivate theater goers of all ages. The play is coming up this month. And it is unique in a lot of ways, but particularly because the cast is exclusively consisting of people of a certain age, and they range from ages of 65 to 92. We'll talk to some of the actors, writers of the play coming up to tell you when it is and why you should check it out. The details on that coming up. Then after that, we'll spend the rest of the show having open lines. Has there not been enough news in Indy this past week? Everything from the street takeovers, which I have some thoughts on, uh, to another officer involved uh, shooting, uh, news of officers being indicted on the Anthony Macklin shooting. You may remember that was the gentleman who was sitting in his car uh, last New Year's Eve and he was shot by the police as he was sitting in his grandmother's driveway. Well, those two officers have now been indicted on felony charges. That is just some of the headlines that have happened uh, this week. Uh, more on that and whatever else is on your mind, we'll talk about this week's headlines, talk about this month's headlines for the majority of the show, all of that and more when we talk to you coming up live on this edition of Open Lines. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle. Good to be with you here on this Sunday morning, first Sunday of the month. Now, let's talk about Grandmothers Incorporated because it's a new play coming to town. Uh, it is a first ever premiere here in the city. And I want you to know about it. I want you to go check it out. Uh, something for you to do. What's it, what, What's unique about this is everyone in this play ranges from ages 65 to 92. So this is going to be a lesson in it is never too late uh, to find something you enjoy or start something that you've always wanted to do. To tell us more about that play is Sandra Gay. She is the director as well as Krista Rhodes, an author, and Lillian Evans, another author. All three ladies are on our live line right now. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Tell us about Grandmothers Incorporated. Miss Sandra, I want you to start us off. Tell us about the play. You're the director, so I, I know this is close to your heart. This is your pride and joy. Um, Grandmothers Incorporated, we got it to do as a reading from Crystal, and the ladies of the company just loved it. And I said, do you want to do this? Sure. Now, they forget how old they are sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's a challenge, but the story is a wonderful story, and it does support the idea that you're never too old. And whatever preconceived ideas you have about people of a certain age, get rid of them. It ain't working. 
So you said uh, Crystal wrote this play. Crystal and Lily. So Crystal, based on their their mystery series. So Crystal and Lily, tell us how it originally started, and how uh, then tell us how Sandra's making it come to life on the stage. Well, it's with Crystal, and, and I'll start. Uh, first of all, it started uh, by a story that uh, Lily came up with. And so we came up with the idea of Grandmothers Incorporated as a cozy mystery sto- uh, series. And we have four books in the series. Now, the play is about four retired widows that arrive at a cabin for a weekend of peace and serenity, where they are confronted by a stranger in distress. And chaos reigns as the four amateur sleuths dispense their unique brand of justice. These sleuths had just happened to live in Indianapolis, and the four book series is uh, uh, takes place in Indianapolis. So um, that's how the cozy series began. Uh, the play brought uh, it first um, made its debut on Broadway, off Broadway, as a matter of fact. Uh, a couple years ago, quite a few years ago, I think it's been 10, if I'm not mistaken, Lily. So um, I'll let her take over from there if she wants to say how it started. Hi, Lily. Hi, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Um, great. Actually, um, Crystal's correct. The, start, the, the whole series started with a story that um, was connected to my family, sort of. And so from there, uh, we wrote Grandmothers Incorporated. It was funny. We knew it was funny, and everyone who read it was funny. So we decided to uh, incorporate it as a play, <clears throat> and we sent it out to uh, have it produced. And the first people that reached out to us to do the play was Off-Broadway at the Billy Holiday Theater. And from there, it's gone around the country. It's been seen uh, in Michigan, Louisiana, uh, Ohio, several places. And so that's how we <clears throat> got the play going. We've written a couple other plays since then, uh, and they've been at the uh, Fringe Theater Stakeout. So uh, that's how we got going. Uh, and also, it. the play recently won the Mature Ladies Contest, oh, a now international yeah. writing contest uh, sponsored by the city of Evanston, Illinois. And uh, it beat 636 other plays from 37 countries. And uh, we're very proud of that. So the script works and the yeah. play works. So tell me how it was decided that this would be a cast of people, once it went from uh, written on a paper to coming to the life on stage, how this would be a cast of people of a certain age, as you call it. Well, that came by um, Crystal, <clears throat> was familiar with Actors, Inc. I had, I was familiar with Sandra Gay, but I didn't know about the Actors, Inc. Um, organization. So uh, Crystal presented it to Sandra, and that's how they, uh, we, we got that group of older people doing the uh, the play. And- and this is the first time that a group of uh, older people have done it. Usually it's younger people, and when I say younger, maybe people in their 40s and 50s are playing the characters. And the characters range from ages in their 60s. These riddles are from their six, three of them are six in their 60s. And then there's one, Miss Fanny, who's in her 80s, who's quite a character. So, um, Sandra, you were saying, I think that was you a moment ago, who said that mm-hmm. sometimes the cast forgets how old they are. What has that been like? It's been hysterical. They get, they you know, they remember their youth, so they're pretending that they're young and it works until it doesn't. But, the, I mean, one of the things about this particular group is they are dedicated to doing the job. They show up, show out, show off, and we have a great 
time. They bring a, a, an authenticity to the characters. And beyond, above it all, they have a lot of fun. This production, well, Actors, Inc. is a teaching training company, meaning we basically teach you how to do what you need to do. Nobody in the company signed up to be Viola Davis or Denzel Washington. They just came to have a good time, and that's what they do. The company was originally sponsored by Witherspoon Presbyterian Church, and they are still part of our sponsorship. So it came out of that kind of situation. When we read the play, it was amazing, their reactions. Like, yeah, yeah, we can do this. And my 92-year-old was like, yep, I want the lead. Okay. <laughs> so that, that's how it's done. So tell us, the play is coming up, I believe, October 5th through the 15th. Right. Now, the 5th is Tech Dress, where we will fine-tune it and fix whatever is not working. The big gala opening is Friday the 6th at the Phoenix. It's a fancy affair. Tell us about the Phoenix, too. I know it's on. It's over on Illinois Street. What's it look like inside of there? It's actually, I think there are three performing spaces. The Phoenix is about 40 years old, and I've been with them on and off for all of those 40 years. They are dedicated to supporting the community, serving uh, maybe indi uh, indigenous or invisible populations, all cultures. They try to be culturally respectful. The main stage, which is where grandmothers will be, uh, I think it was 144 people. Then there's a smaller theater. I don't know the seating. And then there's a community area for different types of events. So the theater has grown from, uh, it started as a storefront. And now they have a, a, they're an equity house. So they've grown a lot too. If you ladies were to, um, if somebody said, what is the, your, your favorite thing about the story, about the play? I want each of you to tell us what that one thing would be. Well, this is Crystal. My favorite thing is cohesiveness of these ladies. When they find trouble, they get together and they take care of business. All right. Okay, my favorite thing, this is Lily, my favorite thing is the fact that these ladies are such different personalities and like almost like a family. Nobody gets along all the time, but they have each other's back at all times. And that's um, that, that's their theme from the start of uh, the book series. And for me, the, my favorite thing is their get-or-done attitude because they're always saying, what are we going to do? How are we going to solve the problem? There are, I mean, they fuss and fight because they've been friends forever, mm -hmm. but they get it done. Now, how did you all find this cast of, it sounds like it's all ladies. We have men in the company. Okay. Um, the company was all ladies because no men stepped up, but they fixed that. They're there now. How did you find them? Or how did uh, they well, find Actors you? Well, Actors Inc. has been around as a company for about 40 years also. 
And it started out of the cast of For Colored Girls at the Civic Theater in 1980. So, so on and off, we've been doing productions around the city. It wasn't until 2019 that the company Focus became Pocus, because I'm a polka and I know a lot of polkas. Mm-hmm. So that's how the company came to be focused on polkas. And as a teaching training company, everybody that you see at the show in some way is experiencing a first. I've got folk backstage who didn't know backstage from bacteria, and they're working. <laughs> uh, do you have the times and the cost of the play? Um, the opening night, ga- well, your best bet is to call the theater, the Phoenix Theater, because me quoting prices, not a good look. <laughs> okay. So we'll call the Phoenix Theater, Grandmothers yes. Incorporated. Give us the dates one more time. We open with the gala Friday, October 6th, and we run for two weeks at the Phoenix Theater. And also, uh, the like uh, add, uh, oh, Phoenix sorry, Box Office like telephone number is 317-635-7529. Or if people go online, they can buy tickets at phoenixtheater.org, too. And, Lily, I hear you in the back. You've got something to add. And I was about to say the, the phone number. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. I want to ask you, uh, Lily and Crystal, what is it like to see uh, something that you wrote? Because um, I'm sure you're acting it out in your head, and you said you were with your family when you were doing it. So people are saying, well, what if you add this? What if you said this? And it would be like that. What is it like to actually see it come to life before your eyes? I personally have been writing plays for 40 years, and I've had so many productions that have premiered. It doesn't even matter to me. Uh, I've always, uh, I've been writing since the early 80s, and almost everything I've written has been produced. So uh, it's always a thrill for me. But Lily might tell her her point of view on that. Yeah, I have a soft voice, so you can't hear me over everybody. But anyway, what I was trying to say was uh, the play coming to life, that excitement was uh, off-Broadway, but... um, the excitement was dampened a little bit because we knew these characters so well. Uh, so the so the excitement, or I should say the adventure, is seeing how each production, uh, how the director presents the characters. We know in our heads who they are, uh, but every cast is just a little different. So that's, that's the interesting part for me. Grandmothers Incorporated coming to the Phoenix Theater. Sandra, Lily, Crystal, thank you so much for coming on the show and telling us about uh, this work of art and letting us know what is happening in India. I think people always forget, and I've talked about this on the show uh, all the time, how much talent is here in Indianapolis of all ages, of all colors, and that you don't just have to go to New York to find good shows on Broadway. You've got it right here in the Circle City. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. All right. Still to come here on the show this morning. It's time to open the phone lines. It is time for an edition of Open Lines. There has been a lot of news that has happened in the Circle City this week. So we want your thoughts on it. Call me, 317-239-1009, 317-239-1009. No shortage of headlines this week from the street takeovers over on Martin Luther King Street to officers being indicted uh, for the shooting of Anthony Macklin to a call for our jail reform from a judge who says, hey, they have had enough. I reported on it just this week. A 19-year-old who was in jail got out of jail immediately and in that time killed three people, one of them an innocent woman who was smashed 
in a car crash following the conclusion of a police chase. And of course, we've got the mayoral debate coming up right here next week on 106.7 WTLC, AM 1310, 95.1, praise, and hot, 100.9, the mayoral debate, co-moderated by myself and Oshia Boyd. We'll have both candidates here in the building, Mayor Joe Hogsett and Jefferson Shree. Election day is coming up in November. It's next month. Crazy to say now because today is the first day of October. It is first Sunday at church today, y'all. We're going to take a commercial break, uh, Brandon. Let's go ahead and do all of them. Let's do one big break, and we'll come back, and we'll have the whole hour just to talk to you because there's a lot to talk about. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle. This is Open Lines on Hot 100.9 and 106.7 WTLC. We're back. It's Open Lines. I am Cameron Little. It's time to open the phone lines and talk to you about what is going on on your street, your community, your side of town. And in the news this morning, no shortage of news uh, this week in the Circle City alone. Uh, there's a lot to talk about. And I want to hear from y'all on it. 317-239-1009. 317-239-1009. That is... The number to get on the air this morning. Phone lines are already full, so just hold tight. But let's jump right into it and talk about what is happening in the headlines here this morning. We thought by this time on the first Sunday, the first day of October, that the federal government would be shut down. It certainly looked like it uh, for the past week, especially as Friday came and went and Saturday came and went. But... Uh, your elected officials there in Washington were able to come up uh, with a plan at the very last second to fund the government for roughly another 45 days. So we'll do this all again just after uh, election time. Now, there's not any uh, federal elections coming up this October, but sometime in November, going into December, we will play this game again. This was not going to be great. We've done this a couple of times uh, before when the federal government shuts down, a lot of people end up having to work without paying and other people get told they have to stay at home. So everything from air traffic controllers to Head Start, which is a federally funded uh, 
could have come to a halt or at some point slowed way, way down. It it just would not have been good. But uh, your Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, was uh, able to get the help of Democrats basically to come together because it's the Republican Party which controls um, both the Senate and the uh, House of Representatives um, couldn't come to a deal amongst themselves on what to do. So uh, here we are. Federal government is still open this morning. It was going to shut down at uh, midnight this morning, but this crisis for now has been averted. Federal government pays its bills, I guess, the way I do. You know, you, your mortgage is due technically, you know, on the, on the, it's, it's due today because it's the first. But I'm not going to pay it on the first. You know, you pay it on Monday because it's a business day. If I give the money away today, it's not going to go anywhere. But then, you know, you got that grace period where it's not technically late until like the 15th. So even when I have the money, I don't pay it until the 15th. Y'all don't need that yet. Y'all don't. There's no late charge or nothing. If it's, if I can give it to you on the 15th, I'll give it to you. It'll be there on time. Don't you worry. We'll count down. And they even might sometimes they'll start calling on like the uh, 13th. Like, hey, dog. You you gonna pay your mortgage, right? I got you. Two more days. Two more days. I got you. That's what the federal government does. That they'll they'll come around to it. Might be at the last minute, but they'll get it together. A lot of news happening this week. Street takeovers. We talk briefly about that, and then we're gonna jump on the phone. So there's a lot of headlines to talk about. You know, the street takeovers have made have gone viral. Have made headlines. Um. For a number of reasons, and I think some of the people who have an issue with it don't understand the difference between a street takeover and hanging out. Because I've seen videos on TikTok and whatever talking about how, you know, the police don't want black people to hang out and it's all this and it's all that. I don't know what rock you've been under, but. Black people hang out in mass all the time with nice cars in the park over there off MLK, wherever, been doing it forever with no problem. If a, if a bunch of black folks are together, hanging out, chilling, playing music, showing off the cars, the motorcycles, whatever it is, cooking, playing music, none of that is a problem. None of that has been a problem. That's not what a street takeover is. That's not what was happening on Martin Luther King. Those are not the same. We're talking about people hanging out of cars, uh, scaring the black people. This is the part that I think a lot of people are forgetting. This is a black neighborhood, and it's people who don't even live in that neighborhood who have come there and trashed it. And I'm telling you, it was trashed because I saw it with my own eyes because I had to go over there on Monday uh, one, my church is over there, but I was two blocks from there covering a murder scene Monday morning. And there was so much trash littered down MLK. Like, we did this to our own neighborhood, and then people have the nerve to get on social media and complain that folks have a problem with it. The people in the neighborhood have a problem with it. Um, and it's not not at all that people are just, people are just hanging out and want to be unbothered. No, there's videos on social media of emergency trucks and ambulances trying to get into that black neighborhood and black people are blocking them from getting through. Now I'm all for having a good time. 
But there are certain things where it's like, hold up, y'all, take two seconds, get out the street so the ambulance can get through, because that could be for somebody's grandmother two blocks away. But instead, people are dancing on the cop cars and not at all moving for twerking on the fire truck as it goes by. Like, they're not coming by just because they need to come by. They got their emergency lights on. Somebody needs help. And you are blocking them for what? That's what the problem is. Now, I've seen people hanging out of the cars on, the on you know, um, doing donuts and whatever, you know. On one hand, I'm like, okay, dog, that's on you. You fall out, that's your business. That's what I like to say when I see people doing, hey, that's your business. But if somebody brought up to me, yeah, but it's going to be somebody else's business when that car flies into my house because they're doing donuts uh, next door. And when they lose control and it flies into my house or across my fence or hits my car, now it's my problem. I said, you know what? You're right. You're right about that. And then there is the issue of... My, my my thing is 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 the trash man it's the way that a black neighborhood for for black it's like gaslighting there's these people who i don't even think were out there who just saw what they saw on social media and are upset because they are hearing that the police want to shut down the police are sick and tired of it because there's i mean flat out there's been no respect for authority if y'all if people were out there having a good time blocking the street even which you can't do but even if it's spilled over from the park, which is huge, and fire trucks and police cars came by to go handle their business and everybody got out of the way, I don't even think there would be such an uproar. I think so much of this has to do with the disregard for anybody else. And, I mean, I don't I don't even see how – I mean, hanging out is fun. Been, being out all night, you know, just chilling. People just over there chilling, that'd be one thing. But these street takeovers and a kickback, a block party, those are not the same as street takeover. Your thoughts, 317-239-1009, 317-239-1009. Other headlines this week, Anthony Macklin, uh, his family says they're another step to getting justice as two officers have been indicted on felony charges uh, for their actions in the shooting that sent him to the hospital to get numerous surgeries. Think back to New Year's Eve 2022. Uh, Anthony Macklin had come home. He was in a rental car. He was going to his grandmother's house. He was too tired. You know how it is. You don't want to walk in the house, wake up grandma because you're coming in at 1, 2 in the morning. And, you know, baby, baby, who was that coming in the house at this time? He said, I'm going to just sleep in the car, wake up, go in at a decent hour. Respectable idea. So he slept in the car. But when grandma woke up in the middle of the night, she's like, what is this unfamiliar car that's sitting out in the driveway? She didn't realize or didn't know or forgot, I don't know which one it was, but that grandson was expected to be home. The issue was grandson was in a rental car, so she did not recognize the car. So she does what you would think a reasonable person would do and, hey, I'm not about to go out there. I'm going to call the people who we pay to protect the community to go out and investigate this on my behalf. So she dials 911 and says, hey, I need you to come check out. It's a weird car sitting in my driveway. Okay, police show up and they respond. Well, the police surround the car um, with their bright lights on. So you, you think about what it's like when somebody just startles you awake. In your house, in your bed, it's one of your kids or, you know, it's your husband, it's your wife. It can be startling. But my man is laying in the in the car and he wakes up to all this ruckus of police lights and 
he doesn't even necessarily know it's police lights because it's the white lights that are shining in the car. That would scare anybody in that being startling. You know, nobody just nobody went up to the window and just kind of knocked or even got on the loudspeaker and said, hey, this is IMPD. Wake up. We're trying to see what's going on. None of that happened. It resulted in dozens and dozens and dozens of bullets flying and hitting this man that sent him to the hospital. So because of that, these two officers are now facing felony charges. I'll give you more details on their names right now. This is one that has taken a long time. We talked to Chief about this when he was here a couple of weeks ago. This one um, was one that people just described as, yeah, not a good situation. So now those two officers have been indicted uh, uh, for Anthony Macklin. They are facing um, IMPD officer Carl Chandler and Alex Gregory have been indicted on two counts of aggregated aggravated battery, a level three felony, battery with a deadly weapon, a level five felony, battery resulting in serious bodily injury, a level five felony, criminal recklessness, a level five felony, criminal recklessness, a level six felony, and battery resulting in moderate bodily injury, a level six felony. Most of this is caught on body camera footage. Anthony Macklin, 24 years old. That's the headline on that. 317-239-1009. And finally, there's been a call for jail reform. This is a story that I reported on the other day. There was a 19-year-old who took police on a chase, state police and IMPD. He was on the far east side over near Washington and Midhoffer. One of the officers was going to pull him over for reckless driving. Instead, he took off, takes the police on a chase. He goes into rural Hancock County. Then he comes, and so they're following, they're chasing him, lights and sirens, the whole thing. But as he comes back to Indianapolis, he crosses over uh, that Cumberland line, and they go ahead and they start to discontinue the chase. So now we're over at 10th and Mid- Midhoffer, where they decide, okay, we're not going to chase this cat through the city streets of Indianapolis. Too dangerous. Ten minutes after they decided to call off that chase, the officers shut off their lights and sirens. Ten minutes after that call, State police and IMPD hear a call from IFD telling them to get to the corner of 10th and Midhoffer because this car um, has crashed. Three people inside, uh, two of them died. The driver of the other car that was struck after the Dodge Challenger that police were originally chasing uh, ran a red light and crashed into another car, killing the woman. I believe she was 21 years old, killed her. Uh, In that crash, the two people inside of that Dodge Challenger also died. The driver was a 19 year old who survived with only minor injuries. As you can imagine, he is facing a number of charges, um, but has also sparked this uproar from state police who are calling on the Marion County Prosecutor's Office to change the way they handle things because they say this guy, this 19 year old, should have never been out on the streets. He had just bonded out of jail on another crime for just uh, for a small amount, gets out of jail and ends up killing three people. And the state police have just said, hey, flat out, uh, something's got to change. We are tired of this 19 year old Luis Leba Gonzalez. He was released on Saturday on a one thousand dollar cash bond. Um, and then just days later, uh that original was for res- resisting law enforcement. No, the the charge now was resisting law enforcement resulting in death. That's a level three felony because he killed three people. But he was just out 
of jail on a on a weak bond for a previous charge and the police are saying hey if you guys would actually keep guys like him truly bad people who are going to do bad things in jail three people would be alive right now and we're not talking about the folks who are having got a little weed on them you know small crimes like that we're talking about people who ended up getting out of jail killing people either one way or another with a gun or with a car what have you those are the headlines that have made um come out of indianapolis this week let's talk to you about it 317-239-1009 317-239-1009 caller on line one good morning you're live who's this greetings cameron how are you today good paul how are you Oh, I'm well. Greetings to everybody. Um, I don't want to focus in on these stories. I want to tell you about another story. My mother is 83 years old, and she has lung cancer for Sorry the second that, time uh, from smoking cigarettes. And uh, what I want to point out is, is that when I was a child growing up in school, in arts and crafts, one of the things that we made out of clay were ashtrays. And I... Um, you know, I'm 63 years old now, and I smoke. And um, I just wanted to point out how we are being used to continue the disaster that's going on in front of us. When you talk about disrespect and authority, when the government don't even pay their own bills, they playing these games over and over and over and over again. The things that um, that we endure every single day, unfortunately, is because of one reason and one reason only, and that's this system and the people that run this system. We and I, and Cameron, I, I would really like for you to try to, if not if not nothing else, look into some of the things that I say, because we are prisoners of war, and y'all may deny it or whatever. But these people have control over us, and we need to take that control back. And the only way we're going to have any type of peace, any type of fun, any type of joy is to come away from the system in which we're under. All right. And if, and if we um, uh really talking about staying together, well, then we need to be together. The young lady, Alexis, last week gave us a diagram of how to stay together and how to fight against this system. And I, when I say fight against this system, I mean the destroying of the Constitution and all these other pieces of documents that these people have. And I just want our land back, and I want our control back so all that right. we can raise our children properly. Thank you, Paul. Have a good day, everybody. All right, 317-239-1009, 317-239-1009. Phone lines. That one just opened. The rest of them are full. 317-239-1009. Caller on line two. Good morning. Who's this? How you doing there, Brother Cameron? Hey, good morning. I see you keep your ear to the streets. I'm, I'm paying attention, man. I appreciate that. First, I'd like to point out, Paul, you're correct. The system is diabolical. Uh, but I want to first start out the Harvest Moon Friday. People was spectacular. Uh, it was we looked at it through some telescope and binoculars. The the craters in the moon were spectacular. Get your young people out. We, we found Mars, uh, didn't see Saturn, uh, but we did catch the Orion's belt and some other deep, deep blue stars in the atmosphere. Get your young people out. Get them out and stargaze. Look in the astrology and astronomy. 
the answers to what we're looking for are out up there and out there. Uh, Anthony Macklin, happy to charge. Didn't see the state police never comment about those things. Yeah, that came out but, late Friday. Are you commenting about Anthony Macklin? Yeah. They believe it? No, 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 no. Not that one. I'm sorry. I thought you uh, said no, that. No, that's why I'm, that's why okay. I'm just opposing. Yeah, I got I'm you. just opposing. They never comment about that. And and the, the critical point about Anthony Macklin is he was asleep with a legally armed firearm in his lap. That's mm-hmm. a detail that, 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 that the police don't want to admit mm-hmm. that we're walking around. I'm legal. I got a permit, even though you have to have one. I have it, so when I travel, I'm, I get reciprocity in other states. People, you got to remember that. Even if you don't have a permit in Indiana, if you travel to other states, the permit allows you reciprocity. Uh, I think in just four states, New York, California, I think Vermont, and Florida, you have to have a Florida permit. So be careful if you're in Florida and travel through there. But that's what they're using. If you're legally armed, we don't know who, they don't know who's legal and not legal because they can't ask. So if you got a gun on you, okay, we're just going to shoot. And that's how they did him. And he was legally armed and sleeping. Street takeovers, we don't want danger. Yeah, we have to admit Karens have called police on black folks for just barbecuing. Or we just had a Jamaican family get their house sprayed and backyard just sprayed up by the neighbor with water in, in Queens uh, uh, just for, for having a, a wedding party. So we've been, police been calling us for simple things. So it, it, we got to try to find a balance here. I don't like them burning rubber and doing things in the parks, but we do know that police have been called on for, for more simpler things. Uh, as far as the shutdown is concerned, I did some research uh, from Bloomberg. Bloomberg, we won't talk about the government's debt. Let's talk about the people's debt. Credit card debt is at an all-time high at $3.9 trillion. Mortgage debt is at an all-time high at $5 trillion. Just, uh, oh, oh, auto loan debt, car debt, since all you all riding around with all these fat BMWs and Mercedes, we know what the deal is. Auto debt is at an all-time high at $2.8 trillion. This country is in debt. The people in this country are in debt. We are not teaching our young people properly. I am I, My oldest grandson, the 17th grade graduate, going to FAMU, and I told him, you, we've, my daughter, we've talked to him, all my other children, my, my children himself. If you're able, this is not for single-parent homes because they, they face a different thing unless they're making big money. But for people in two-parent, two two-home, two two-income homes, there's no excuse for you all to be in this situation. There's no excuse to have two car notes. There's no excuse to be overlooking at homes knowing it's going to stress yourself to pay out. So the fact that the macro, the government, the large A, the government is in debt, it filters down to the micro, which is the people. And we got to reteach and stop this teaching that we just got to act like pigs and act like little children. And I, 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 and everything I see, I got to have. And then get it at, and, and put yourself in situations that we can't have it. Financial, the, the, uh, the no, and I'll leave with this the Nobel Prize winner of economics last year was a gentleman from England, can't remember his name. But he said the same things, the same indicators he saw in 2007. Eight, because remember the, the crash in late '08. You have indicators before that happened. So the same indicators he see, that he saw in six, seven that led up to eight, nine. He's seeing those same indicators now. And they're using inflation and things like that to try to buffer it. But please, people, get yourself under control out here. It's not just the government. It's people that have their debt all the way up to the necks, and it shouldn't be that way. Thanks for taking my call. All right, thank you. 317-239-1009. 317-239-1009. Caller on line three. Good morning. Who's this? How you doing, Cameron? You Good, know, Larry. That's, it's so uh, funny to hear people talk. 
I mean, what would you be talking about crime or somebody getting murdered when that's not even a, a, a fraction of percentage of what's happening? What's really happening is how you expect our kids is going to do anything. Cameron, we're getting ready to spend almost $2 billion on these two hotels, right? Mm-hmm. So we know we're going to need teams to go in there and do that work on a local basis. We're going to need that. But you know what they're going to do? They're going to have these uh, 501c3s out here talking about tennis ball games and uh, coming in and, and learning how what kind of uh, mental illness you got so that you can take dope rather than the Urban League taking some of that money they've got and setting up dorms and having industrial training for these 12- and 13-year-old kids so that they can get into these jobs that are about ready to be uh, created with uh, bond indebtedness of this city, right? Well, if somebody so nobody has a, wants to talk about that. If, if somebody has a 501c3 to do just that, the Urban League would give them the money to do that. No, but they're not doing anything, Cameron. What they're doing is, and they specifically say this, look online mm-hmm. at the liturgy they have online. They're only supporting people who are 501c3s are given, uh, given uh, 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 information. Like I've seen one of their efforts that they have out there. They gave some lady 250 grand, right, of a $500,000 grant to teach people how to own a home. Well, you know that's not going to happen if you don't have any money. If you, and, and, and talking about business training and stuff, if you don't have anything to offer, Cameron, let me surprise you. You're not going to have a business. So we need to concentrate uh, and leave the police to their own device. If somebody is killed illegally by the police, they're going to get some kind of a settlement out of it. We need to keep our mouths closed talking about racism because it's destroying black business. They're all their talk. When you come on and talk about how white people are racist, how we need to move to another country, that's baseless, Cameron. Are you referring We're to Paul? We're here in America, and we better start taking advantage of it. Are you referring to Paul's comment? I'm, I'm referring to Paul and the MOTOP, too, because they call in talking about they heard Dr. Swanson or Dr. Ojubu say something. That's, that's nothing, man. It's a bunch of, it's a Thomas Sowell, a stupid-looking clown going around the world embarrassing people as a pseudo-intellectual and, and a philosopher is nothing but a stupid-looking clown that's being laughed at. And, and you know, when, when they come on talking about, you know, in fact, it's bad to po- report data or anything. It's unethical to use that in a debate. You have to say what you know, not what Dr. Kachufu knows. What do you know? Let's, let's talk about that. I see, uh, Cameron, a city that's 70% abandoned downtown. I see uh, override of, of bond debt. People just don't know. Every time that they reach a 2% limit on the assessed value of property within this city, that's when they have to up the assessments, thereby upping the assessments on your property also that you're going to have to pay in property tax. So we need to get our mind off the murder situation and all this other crime. They're using that as a method and a technique to cloud our judgment. We need to forget about that and let the people that are being paid to do it do their job, and let's concentrate on getting our kids to work. That's all right, the thank only you, Larry. thing's going to save us. Thanks. All Cameron. right, 317-239-1009, 317-239-1009. What's on your mind, Andy? What's happening on your street? What's happening in your community? What do you think of what's happening in the news and the headlines this morning? A lot that has happened just this past week. I think we want a quiet week coming up. I think we'd appreciate it. 
Government shutdown crisis averted here this morning. The street takeovers uh, from last week. Don't know if there was one last night. If if anybody was out there, let us know. Or if you live in the neighborhood, tell us if it was or was not last night. Officers indicted in the shooting of Anthony Macklin. That was the gentleman who was sitting in his grandmother's driveway. Yes, he had a gun, but he was sleeping in the driveway. Turned out uh, that he was right where he was supposed to be, and it was um, a bad situation. Uh, there's been a call for jail reform after a 19-year-old bonded out of jail, then took police on a police chase. That police chase ended. Moments later, he crashed his car into another car, killed a 21-year-old woman in that car, and the two people who were in the car with him. He survived with only minor injuries, but he's facing a lot of jail time and felonies now. Mayoral debate happening next Sunday at 4 o'clock right here on 106.7 WTLC, Hot 100.9, and Praise AM 1310, 95.1. It will be co-moderated by yours, tro- yours truly. And Oshia Boyd will be my co-moderator as we sit and talk with Joe Hogsett and Jefferson Shreve. Also, if you have a question that you want me to ask them, that's the number to call, 317-239-1009, 317-239-1009. Phone lines, I'm going to clear this one, clear that one. So if you call, you'll get through. And let's go to caller on line one. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning, Cameron. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good to see you at the parade last week and talk to you. Yes, good to see you too. Uh well, I want to, first of all, I want to send condolences to the family and friends of the young lady of color who was that the fatal victim of that totally unacceptable uh, accident out there at 10th and Medhall for last mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's shameless and senseless. And uh, he's talking about the uh, the street takeovers a couple minutes ago. Yeah. Very risky, very dangerous, and very foolish behavior. I think that says it all. Um, anyway, Cameron, have a great week. Have a safe week. and talk to you soon. All right, good to see you. I always appreciate when you come up and say hi. 317-239-1009. A little detail about that car accident that a 19-year-old caused. State police said uh, this young lady was sitting at sitting in her car and was hit at 120 miles an hour. Doug Carter says hit her so hard it removed her car engine. He goes on to say, and she's worth $330 because of a $1,000 bond. He says it's unconscionable. He says he's never seen anything like it. They're calling it unacceptable to see this perpetual rotation of people going into jail later that day, getting out of jail, ending up killing somebody. 317-239-1009. 317-239-1009. Caller on line two. Good morning. Who's this? Hello? Hello. Hey, you're live on the air. Who's this? Hey, what's up going on, Cameron? This is City, man. I'm a local comedian. Talk, talk to me. Hey, how you doing, man? First of all, man, I want to say something about police reform. Talk to me. You can't you can't reform a situation that's already that already started out bad. Mm-hmm. Police reform is our police policing is already a bad situation anyway. But if you issue out someone a bond, then that's what you've done. Mm-hmm. As the state of Indiana, mm-hmm. you issued out a bond. If they were able to make their bond, yeah. then voila, you yeah. will release that person. It's a lot of people in there that can't even make a thousand dollar bond. That's in there for driving on suspended. 
They can't even make a thousand dollar fine, and they've been in there for years, yep. months. So you first you got to figure out that. Now what that young man did, I have the slightest idea. I have the slightest idea why police ain't came up with a situation where when they pull cars over that it's a three car pullover. You don't pull over no one car with one police. You you should have that stuff intact. Like I'm gonna pull this car over. And I need you to get in front of the car. I need the other officer to get in front of the car to make sure he can't go nowhere. Just It has to be something else that goes with that. And another thing, Cameron, could you start, could, could you take a segment out of this every Sunday and give give us, give, give our people or any, any people, any, I'm sorry, not people, but any person mm-hmm. financial advice? Because there's a lot of people out here don't know what to do with their finances. Hmm. That's a good you idea. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, for instance, I tell my, my kids and my grandkids and my nieces and nephews, I'm like, hey, put up, if you got a kid, put up $20 a, a week in an account for this kid. So when they kids turn 18 years old, boom, it already start off on a good plan. It, it, at least you start off college then to follow along. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I tell my sons and my family, we put up 25% of our earnings. Every Everything we bring in, we put up 25%. 75% goes to, goes to bills. You know what I'm saying? I do stuff like that too in order to try to enrich my family, but I don't know if I'm doing anything right at this moment. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I just want to know if there's a possible way that you can give us, find, give, find out financial advice to give to the people that listen to you. Well, how about I put that on my list of ideas to do uh, coming up here in a couple weeks because, I, you know, I'm, I'm working on a little something myself with – uh, finances, so uh, maybe we could do something that could benefit us all. I like it. All right. Thank you, my friend. And hey, another thing. and you said you were a comedian, right? Yes, my name is City. Yes, sir. How do we find you? I'm on I'm on Facebook at City Indy. Like City S S. See, I can't even spell. Lord have mercy. C I T Y. No, no. S I S I T Y I N D Y. See, actually, I was right. Okay. <laughs> All right, City Indy with an S on Facebook. Yes, sir. All right, we'll check. Yes, sir. We'll check you out. Thank you so much for listening to Colin. All right, thank you, my friend. All right, three one seven two three nine one zero zero nine. Coming toward the end of the show, caller on line one. Good morning. Who's this? Hello. Hello. You're live on the air. Who's this? Uh, yeah, this is Robert. Robert, turn your radio down for me. I'm just calling to uh. I have a. This is this is my perspective. I don't know how anybody else feels. Turn turn your radio down so we can hear you. It's just nothing but feedback. Okay. You got about thirty seconds to talk. Hit it. Okay. Well, first thing, I think we should start policing our homes first. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. if we don't start teaching our kids at home at home that they're gonna get killed when they walk out in the street. We're opening them up to a, to the possibility of just walking out and not living. We got to start educating them, educating them on on their finances and teaching our kids how to save and how to how to keep their credit right. If we don't start teaching our kids, and, and then they done took uh, punishment out of our house, out of our hands. Mm-hmm. If we don't start doing that, we're a failure to our children. We'll fail you to our community because our kids won't. They don't punish the people on the other side. Mm-hmm. They punish the people in our own community. 
When they come out, they don't shoot. You don't see people shooting somebody in, in a white neighborhood. They shooting people in our neighborhood. So if we don't start disciplining our kids and training our kids up in our own homes, regardless of what they say, if you're going to go to jail, you're going to go to jail anyway. Whoop that rump. Train these kids. Listen, I'm 62 years old. I got a whipping and I'm still living. I'm still out here. You try to talk to a young kid, they're going to cuss you out. If yep. I'd have said if I'd have said the wrong word to somebody in the street, I would have got my rump lit up. I'm just saying. Well, you know what, Robert? I appreciate it, and you get the last word on today's edition of the show. Thank you so much for calling. Oh, thank you. And you know what? Robert is right. You know, for those of you who are regular listeners of the show, you know I drive a school bus. And I was doing a route the other day that was 10 minutes long. It was literally like 80 kids, four stops. Should have been a real short route. But man, these kids were off the chain because, see, they thought that it's a short bus ride. He's just going to drive. We could do whatever we want. Bet you I didn't pull that bus over right down the street from your apartment. The parents were sitting there, what's going on with the bus? I pulled up and said, I pulled over until we got some order in here. I don't know what they do with the regular driver, but when I'm in here, it's going to be some order because I was subbing on the route. And the parents actually applauded. They were like, thank you. That's what these kids need is some discipline. So it's actually heartwarming for me to see some parents who actually cared because I can tell you a lot of these parents do not. And actually, those kids actually liked me after that. I don't know why because I was actually pretty mean. One kid asked me, are you in the Army? I said, no. I just ain't got time to play with y'all. And I don't have any more time to talk because that is going to do it for this edition of Open Lines. We are back same time, same station next Sunday, live at 8 on the day of the first mayoral debate, which will air live right here on Hot 100.9, 106.7 WTLC, and Praise AM 1310, 95.1. It's on this station next Sunday at 4. That's after the Colts game. Join us for the morning show right here at 8 and then the debate at 4. More with Tina Cosby and Oshia Boy will be here next week. I'll see you tomorrow morning on CBS 4 Morning News starting at 5 a.m. and on Fox 59 on our brand new set. Did y'all see that? Starting at 4 a.m. Bye.